everyone. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Coffee with Yvonne, a show for creatives and entrepreneurs. For those of you who follow me on the socials, I decided to pivot like Scottie Pippen and change the format of Coffee with Yvonne from YouTube to a podcast. As a marketer, I believe in testing concepts and adapting as needed. So season three of the show and future shows will be in audio format so you can listen to my cheerful voice while working or shopping at Target. So grab your coffee and let's chat. Before we get into this week's episode, which I'm super excited about, let's get into our industry news segment or what I would like to call What's the Brew, brought to you by Black Nerd Coffee. Founded by two HBCU grads, Black Nerd Coffee is a Black-owned, women-co-founded e-commerce business. As a coffee roaster, they specialize in small batch roasted coffee in whole bean and ground finish. Find them on Instagram and Facebook at Black Nerd Coffee. Coffee nerds unite. For our first story, let's talk about TikTok. TikTok is going against the clock. After a year launching longer form videos on the popular platform, TikTok is back again with another update. According to The Verge, users will soon be able to upload 10-minute long content to compete with YouTube's shorts, which has surpassed 5 trillion views. And basically reels, which basically TikTok on Instagram, to tell the truth, this is basically TikTok's response to the competitors that have come up in recent years to try to knock the platform off of its high-performing content and also value of the content that they're producing with influencers. Anyway, industry experts are uncertain if the move is a good one, especially since attention spans have gradually shrunk in recent years. Meanwhile, Snapchat continues to drink water and minds its business while sitting in the corner. In our next story, Fruity Pebble Kicks? It's a thing. A collab I did not have on my 2022 bingo card, Fruity Pebbles, Nike, and LeBron James are teaming up to make a color-changing sneaker. MASH recently reported the popular cereal named after one of my mom's favorite cartoons, I'm Team Jetsons over here, which launched the first cereal centered around a popular animated character, Fred Flintstone, living in a modern Stone Age family, teamed up with Nike and LeBron to create a shoe inspired by LeBron James' favorite childhood cereal. The basketball player remarked, to have an original pair of my Nike sneakers pay tribute to my favorite cereal growing up is surreal. The shoe is set to launch in March alongside the limited edition Magic Fruity Pebble cereal. Hopefully the shoe will make us go yabba-dabba-doo with the look and feel and not be trapped in the Stone Age. You get it? Yabba-dabba-doo? No? All right, moving on. In dashing ahead to stay ahead of the competition, our best friend on the weekend besides brunch, DoorDash recently acquired restaurant ordering platform Bebot, a startup that makes order and pay software from restaurants and other hospitality venues. From Fast Company, the platform that reported the announcement, Bebot was founded in 2017 and it makes ordering software that can be virtually branded with individual restaurants, logos, and other materials to give its customers a more personalized experience. In short, this will allow for DoorDash to not only expand its reach, but provide a more valuable experience for their participating merchants, all while dashing to the bank. 
So as I mentioned on today's show, I have a couple special guests joining me. One of my favorite brands that I love to wear, Jolie Noir, which means pretty black in French. The sisters, Keandra and Kim Lockett, join me for a conversation about entrepreneurship, business, inclusivity, and why building a brand that matters is super important, especially as we become more culturally aware and consciously aware consumers. So enjoy this conversation and interview with Jolie Noir. All right, so as I mentioned, I am super excited about who is joining me for coffee today. We have Jolie Jolie Noir. I'm going to get it right, y'all, which means pretty black in French. And the ladies, they founded their own luxury essential wear brand, as you can see, that I am wearing. A brand for women and men that is built on the belief that black is beautiful. Founded by Atlanta-based blood sisters, Keandra and Kim Lockett, Joyeuse Noir, I I promise you I will get it right, (laughs) is an effort to level the playing field and change the meaning, emotions, and values associated with Black. One thing that I want to note that I love in their bio, color is something that does not come pre-labeled, we label it. As Jolie Noir, we believe that Black, like other colors, is beautiful. Welcome to Coffee with Eva. Hi, thank you for having us. Thank you so much for joining me. So let's get into these questions. First of all, Jolie, Jolie Noir, which means pretty Black in French, is an interesting name for a clothing brand. What inspired you to start the brand and name it Jolie Noir? So Keandra and I, this is not our first business venture. Uh, We had a brand that was called the Red Glasses Sisters. It was pretty limiting in the name itself. We had a large male following. We wanted to branch off into clothing. um, And we really couldn't see the path on how to make it make sense for both our male audience and um, clothing. So we dissolved that business and uh, we were looking for um, a name that meant something because at the time it was uh, during the Trayvon Martin, um, you know, all of that stuff that was going on. And we were like, um, I was in school um, getting my master's in counseling. Keandra was already advocating for women. Um, So with all of that that was going on, we decided to um, create our brand geared toward women um, and specifically Black women. Um, Because in my um, school, well, in school, I learned of different statistics that um, seem to place Black women as an afterthought. Mm -hmm. And so combining our um, efforts and knowledge, we decided to um, name our brand Jolie Noir. Um, and we are not French ourselves, but we are from Louisiana, which is French, French proper. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where the name comes from. You got to make it make sense on every level, right? Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that is what inspired our brand. What inspired our graphic tees is that Keandra and I, we, uh, as we had our brand, it was like we, our first year, um, after our soft launch, um, we weren't really official. We were just kind of testing the product after, um, our soft launch, we, went to a store, a well-known store, and um, they had like 10 different styles of graphic tees. One of them had a Black woman, um, and they were very limited in their size range. I got one, Keandra wanted one, but they were all sold out of the Black one. Mm. And so, and this brand has a high amount of African-American 
supporters. So we were like, yeah, that's a little problematic, but uh, let's go see if we can find something like this anywhere else. We could not find it anywhere else. We're like, well, we have our brand, so we can just launch it under that and it will feel our need or our want for that. And we did not realize that we were really solving a problem for other people. But yeah, um, other people liked it too. So yeah. No, we don't just like it. We love it. Like, <laughs> oh, when I saw, and I know we'll get into this a little later, but when I saw the advertisement come across my Instagram feed, I said, now, wait a minute. <laughs> a sweatshirt with a black woman on it? And is she? Right. Oh, let me let me go into <laughs> add to cart really quick. So, <laughs> so it just made sense. And, and I love how you explained that um, as sisters, you were first in business together, which follows into my next question. How do you balance working together and building a business? Y'all can tell the truth here. I know it's not easy. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, of course, you know, we're human, you know, we're sisters and, you know, all that jazz. So, you know, you have your times where you don't agree, you know, you don't agree on, what um, we should do as it relates to structure and things like that and the business or, um, you know, color combinations and things like that. But at the end of the day, you know, you come together and you agree to disagree sometimes, you know, but I think that um, it's a lot easier for us to come together and move past different um, issues and, um, you know, things like that related to uh, issues and work and business and stuff like that, because we are family, you know, um, if it was us and um, probably another set of people like at our, uh, an actual nine to five, um, it would probably be a little bit harder to, you know, handle personalities or deal with them because, you know, we ain't been rocking with them all our lives. Like <laughs> we've been together all our lives, you know, so it's a lot easier to deal with you know, work and family. Our mom is also um, a partner as well. So um, it just, it, it does, it takes a lot of um, focusing on what really matters, you know? And what really matters at the end of the day is working this business so that the mission can go out and so that we can actually make money. You know, we want to build generational wealth and um, ain't nobody let no arguments and nothing like that get in the way of any of those things, so. And you know what? That makes a lot of sense because as uh, I'm a nine to five penor, as I like to call myself, I work a full time nine to five in my field of marketing as a manager. But oh. I also, girl, I'm busy. But I also <laughs> have Pink Dollhouse Marketing that I run on evenings and weekends, you know, and I actually enlist my mom for help sometimes. My mom mm-hmm. wrote my contracts for me because she's a contract specialist. She mm-hmm. advises me on business. She keeps it real with me yeah. when yeah. something is attainable. And when something is like, girl, you need to put that to your 2023 goals because you, right. can't, you can't handle it right now, you know? Right. So I totally understand that. And I love the beauty and your honesty with that because there's something beautiful about working with family you know is going to have your back. Yeah. At the end of the day. So that's a beautiful thing to do. And and really when I want to move on to my next question, again, I mentioned in the beginning, it's so comfortable. I call call your clothing Aaron Chic because like, for example, for those of us who have to get dressed up and go to an office, we don't want to wear confining clothes as much on the weekend. So, you know, explain like for those like who like to wear your clothes to go to, I don't know, Target or, you know, other places to run their errands. Why did you choose to create an apparel company centered around comfort? 
Yeah. So because we're an essential wear brand, we, um, Keandra and I, we played around actually with um, a um, leisure wear line, athleisure. But what we really are is essential wear because what our goal has always been is to expand beyond just what, you know, comfort clothing. Mm -hmm. Um, What we want to do is be in, um, have every piece that would build your capsule wardrobe. So you'll always need a sweatshirt, t-shirt, a good pair of leggings, um, joggers, you know, things like that. Those are basics. Those are your bare necessities. I remember when the pandemic started, a lot of our fashion girls said that they did not have, you know, like I saw a lot of bloggers and influencers saying they didn't have comfort clothing. Like they didn't have cute, comfortable clothing. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have it either. It's funny. As much as we um, are, uh, you know, like we started in 20, like we did our hard launch in 2019. And so that was like maybe a few months before the pandemic. And, you know, we had some things, you know, but we did not have as much as we have now, obviously. <laughs> um, but, you know, we just did not, you know, like those of us who like to wear heels and dress really cute and frilly and stuff like that, you know, we undervalued the, you know, the necessity for this. And this is, you know, t-shirts and things like that have always been a part of a capsule wardrobe because you can wear your sweatshirt with a pair of jeans and go out. So it's not just, you know, to wear, you know, like to run errands, you absolutely can, but you can go to dinner and it like, you can wear your t-shirt with a blazer or, you know, there's so many different mixes and matches and people have worn our joggers with heels and stuff. So um, that's really what um, inspired us to do the comfort wear it just so happens that it is super comfortable and that you know you can dress it down but as we expand um i think people will see more of uh what it is that we plan to offer so (laughs) yeah and you know you brought up a really good point like i wear your sweatshirts on like a date night i'll pair with a pair of like chunky boots and like my leather jeans and like she cute without crying you know (laughs) it's easy like and even my uh my boyfriend was like I like that. That's a real uh, okay. Because <laughs> normally men like to see you in like a nice fitted dress, yes. something cute. But he was like, "No, that's that's cute. You're comfortable. We can go out, have a good time." So it's a very approachable brand, and that leads into my next question: with positive representation of Black women growing in the fashion industry, but it is still rare from designer to the runway. I noticed a lot of your designs and work feature Black women of various shades. Why is this so important? Well, because representation not only matters for us darker-skinned girls, but for light-skinned women as well. And we find that we have troubles with colorism in, you know, our race and in our culture. You know, um, a lot of people feel like uh, light-skinned is better, but we've also learned that a lot of light-skinned women feel like dark skin is is better. And you see like this whole like um, cat fight jealousy type thing. And we want to like dispel that. We want to push that out of the way and celebrate from the darkest to the lightest, from the lightest to the darkest, you know, and that's very important. And even with the shirt that you have on, it's important for us to, (laughs) yep, It's important for us to represent plus size girls too. You know, we're all about inclusion. And um, if we're going to be about inclusivity as it relates to colors. We want to also um, make sure that that inclusivity sits well with um, size range too. Yeah. And you know, you led into my next question and we're going to kind of like skip over the main part because we know diversity and inclusion is the buzzword at the moment, Uh but how can other brands learn from you? Because you are 
great example of this, how to embrace size inclusivity from not just your apparel, but how you advertise your brand. So give them some tips and tricks because they need to learn. I'm tired. Yeah, you know, it's just like with having black men and women in the boardrooms, you got to have people who have gone through, who've walked in a larger body um, in your boardrooms. You have to have that representation because nobody understands it like we do, you know, like nobody understands like, okay, I want to dress like the girl that wears a size six. Like I want the clothes that she has. I just want them. It's my responsibility to know how to fit them to my body. Right. So I think that different brands should um, learn that it's not up to them because we wear it anyways. Like if you give us a knitted dress in a size four, I can fit that. So don't, don't play. <laughs> I can still walk it. Yes. I just need a little shapewear, you know, just to smooth some things out. But she cute. She cute. <laughs> we make, we've always learned to make it work, right? So yes. that, you know, they should change the mindsets of the heads. If they're not going to include plus size people, I think they should, you know, change their mindsets um, because a lot of designers have said that they don't necessarily like the way that clothing hangs on plus size people, you know, just things like that. And I think that those opinions and ideas, because it can go the same, the reverse, you know, um, different things. I just think that it should be left up to the responsibility of the consumer. And look, get, make that money because there is money to be made. We are buying their shoes, their handbags, <laughs> yeah. earrings, you know, all of that. So the money is there. Like, it's like we have a reserve of money <laughs> waiting to spend on some really highly fashionable clothing. Um, you know, and of course we have like our eloquies and things like that that are amazing, but we want more, you know, and that's what our goal was to do for Jolie Noir was to provide the same thing that our smaller women and men can wear for our larger men and women yes. to wear. And I totally agree with that because you mentioned one of my favorite brands, Eloquy. Yeah. I would say a good 80% of my closet is from that brand because I can't really find outside of you guys anything that's cute and chic that I can wear that also feels like quality. You know, yeah. I think sometimes, and this is slightly off topic, when we think about plus size women or size inclusivity in clothes, we don't think about the cuts and how they'll fall on that body when you change the type of body that's being displayed, correct? Mm -hmm. Right. So, for example, the high-waisted jeans that may work on a size 4 may not work on a size 14 or 24. So That's just right. be mindful of that. And you guys have done a great job in your advertising as a marketing professional. I live. Oh, thank you. Your ass come across my screen. I'm like, yes, ma'am. Yes. You show that body the way it's supposed to. Okay, lighting. I see you. Like, it's just well done. Like, very well done. And speaking of the inclusivity. So a lot of people have started their own fashion brands since the Panda Express, as I like to call it, happened. And a lot of us were stuck at home. But the apparel industry can be a really competitive to get a brand off the ground and into the hand of customers. Being honest, what challenges did you face when first building your business? And also what words of advice would you give to someone who's interested in venturing into this space? Um, the challenges that we had in the in the beginning of uh, Jean Lenoir was um, finding, you know, that customer base, you know, that would purchase from us. Um, and we knew mm, like a handful of people, plus our family members who we felt like, and this is where we made a mistake. Well, we felt like they would, you know, support us. And, you know, they'll, well, they love us so much. They'll get the word out and all that kind of stuff. 
Eh. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, we had a whole list that we felt like of people who would, you know, really be able to be our hands and feet or mouthpiece, and they didn't do anything. And, um, you know, we couldn't fault them for that because they're just simply not our demographic. Mm -hmm. But you have to have a sure customer base and you have to do the work, the research and all of that to be able to find them. And after, after, so we found out too that photo shoots and great branding and all of that type of stuff will really pull people in. It really matters. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the beginning, we did our first photo shoot and it was basically like a a brand shoot for for me and Kim, just introducing the brand to the world. At that time, we didn't know it was the world. It really is the world. (laughs) But uh, we did our brand shoot and um, we had these nice, you know, cute, uh, comfy, um, like bell bottom type, you know, something. It, it was just, it was really cute. And uh, it was, you know, actually a sign of what was to come, just kind of showing people what was coming. And we had, you know, a lot of people asking us like, oh my gosh, where'd you guys get those? Yeah, is are that going to be on there? You so- <laughs> oh gosh, darn it. And so now we did our, our, our professional shoot with that. But then um, a little after that, we would use like our own camera and um, sometimes, you know, cell phone pictures. And, um, you know, that's just not going to cut it. You know, yeah. you gotta you got to be yeah. professional and have like the like full throttle, if you will, um, to present your brand if you really want it to go. And so um, once we did that, we were seen by Fashion Bomb Daily and a couple of others as well. So once they posted our pictures to their um, their page, that's kind of like them saying, "Oh, this is us." You know, yeah. we this is our we we agree with them. We we give them a yes. We also give them a yes too. We had like a couple of thousand people to follow us after that picture was posted, wow. and then they're posting um, the uh, photo shoot of us in. Uh, uh, girl with hat mm-hmm. and um uh, what's the other one these girl were the first two yeah and girl with tear um again those were professional pictures so you know like it, it takes all of that kind of stuff professionalism and that's how you reel the customers in because they like that and black people like bougie black people like professional okay <laughs> <laughs> But you're you're exactly you're you're correct because the way that you guys broke it down, you did the time to invest in building your brand voice. You created the content through your photo shoot, and then also one thing I like about you, you didn't rely only on social media to promote your brand. I subscribe to your email list. How <laughs> I learn about new drops is through your email list, and a lot of people don't understand the value of a strong email list subscription and also good content in that email list because those are people who purposely want to know what's going on with your business. Right. So you brought up a lot of great points. Black people and black businesses can be professional. They can have a brand voice and a brand standard and they can grow in a smart way. Honestly, though, we cannot depend on our friends and family to catapult our brands. We we, got to kind of pause that because (laughs) while, you know, Auntie T loves a brand auntie t may not be our customer right right absolutely just just being honest now thinking about this past black history month i like to call women's history month black history month 2.0 because (laughs) 
the excellence continues. Yeah. <laughs> this past Black History Month, it was announced that your brand would be featured in one of my favorite stores, Target, <laughs> as part of their annual collection. And like many, I rushed to open my app and was overjoyed to see your collection in their stores. How did you feel when Target reached out and said, we want to feature your brand in our stores? Oh my goodness. Well, first, we were confused. <laughs> and I'm the one who got the email. So um, the senior buyer at Target, she um, emailed our brand email as well as mine. I was like, okay, so who is this person? It, so she kind of worded it different on my email than what she did on the brand's email. And so I was like, okay, is this real? So I went and I tapped on the um, name. I have an iPhone. So I tapped on the name and it expanded and it said at target.com. And I was like, yeah, but this can't be real. Like, <laughs> this is not real. Like, Target got an opportunity with Target because we get spam all the time. Yeah. And so I showed Keandra because I was like in my seat and I was like, <laughs> and so I showed Keandra because we, we were in a mixed company. And so I, was, I just quietly showed her and she was like, and she was like, this to mom and <laughs> our uh, business coach at the time and so we did a screenshot sent those emails over to our group text thread and uh ebony she went and looked on what i call google of business linkedin mm-hmm. and she uh found the person and uh she was like guys this is real so immediately we screaming like this was a little bit after you know like she responded a little bit after and so I was like oh my gosh like we were screaming at everything not knowing what they wanted (laughs) you were just like it's target that's all it matters (laughs) whatever you want and so uh, we did respond and uh we took a meeting with her and uh she you know told us about everything that you know like about Target and all of the, you know, history asks us, you know, like how did we fit with their brand and, you know, all of those things like that. Uh, and then, so she was like, it was going to go really fast after that. Um, it absolutely did go fast. And so, and we had a great ride with it. So it was, it was fun. <laughs> now I can tell you, honestly, I live in the DMV area or DC Metro area here in um, Washington. And when I tell you, I went to so many Targets and it shells were cleared. Oh my gosh. I'm smart. I have the Target app. She is loyal. So I went ahead and pre-ordered my stuff before the actual drop. And when my friends saw it on my Instagram stories, they're like, oh my God, where did you get that shirt? I said, I tagged them. It's at Target. I was Mm -hmm. sending it to everyone I knew. And all of a sudden on my feed, French is popping up in your t-shirts. All over my feed. (laughs) It was just such a proud moment to see a brand I actually adore and respect making into one of my favorite stores and to know that target as a partnership is authentic because they really do support black and brown creators not just one month out of the year but year round so for you what does this mean like a collaboration with a major brand like target what does it mean to you and other black creatives Um, It just really gave me chills as you were, you know, explaining all of that because they definitely kept their word. Back in 2020, you had a boatload of corporations saying that they were going to make sure that we were heard, seen and known in their offices and and different spaces. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, of course, when we all shout, pray for such and such Mm -hmm. (laughs) or 
we're, we're with you on this. You know, a lot of times it doesn't like continue on into the next year. And of course, years after that, you know, by screaming at no more, but right. Target definitely kept their word. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so crazy that they are the, the prime example of it that so many other corporations and brands are wanting to jump on and do that as well. Mm-hmm. And so that's the, that's the bomb part for me, like to know that they, they want to keep their word, not just because, oh, we got to show people that we're for Black people. No, they're genuinely mm-hmm. for Black people. Mm-hmm. And that's good for us. You know, yeah. We love that. Yeah. And um, to answer your question, it was, how does this impact? Oh, yeah. yeah. How oh, does that. Oh, you're fine. Oh, it's okay. no. That's why your sister's here. She's here to oh. help. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, no, it's for you and other Black creatives, because we don't get these opportunities every day. Like, I say that because for a lot of us, when we wait for an open door, a lot of times we have to go through a window to, yeah. you know, get our big opportunity. So how does that feel to to be groundbreaking as a, a Black woman-owned apparel brand for this opportunity? That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, so I think the, what this means for us is that, you know, we were able to have a budget, if you will, that we didn't have to spend. <laughs> and that's important for um, Black creators, small creators who don't have a super large budget. Yeah. Um, I think that we are inspiration, us and the other ladies who are in, um, and I think we're all ladies too, which is really cool. <laughs> it's really cool because, you know, we can inspire other people and let them know that, you know, hey, look, these are opportunities that are open for us. Like they came looking for us, present yourself well, you know, make it known that, you know, you're here, consist- be consistent, display yourself consistent. So I think that that is the highest impact is that we didn't have the budget of a target to get out to you know on social media and in commercials or whatever you know however they got out their message we don't have that um so that is super impactful and we get to be set in front of different races of people who wouldn't have given our brand a chance. Sometimes we're not even able to go to them because we don't know where they are. But Target is like a centralized hub, if you will, of people. We um, were talking with some of our friends and family about how Target, everybody from all walks of life shop at Target, celebrities shop at Target, um, nurses shop at Target, (laughs) radiologists work here, (laughs) all types of people. You have students that shop at Target, you know, everybody shops at Target. So you have people with all different types of budgets uh, that are there and then also different races because a lot of different races unfortunately don't see themselves inserted into black you know creators work mm-hmm. um, I always say that they're the prime example of representation matters because they always get to see themselves represented and the moment that they don't they're questioning is this for me can I wear this you know we've gotten that question so many times like is this is it appropriate for me to wear this can I wear this and it's like yes it's a t-shirt we have worn you forever <laughs> wear the shirt <laughs> I like, I like, we have worn you forever it's okay <laughs> ask you you know so yeah um it's it means a lot actually you know it means several things so but yeah those are the highest two awesome and you know my last question before we go into the fun part of our chat (laughs) what is next for your brand i know you touched on this a little bit and i've seen like you know bits of your drop with the gender neutral um (laughs) collaborations that you have with your apparel so what's next what's coming down the pipeline where can i spend my dollars (laughs) (laughs) well um coming soon yeah 
So we are planning um, pop-up shops. We're actually going to the Talia Wajid hair show this year here in Atlanta. So that'll be our first pop-up, if you will. Um, and we are planning to appear at other places provided we're able to get the, you know, figured out logistically. Um, but then also uh, we are just going to continue to expand our essential wear brand. We have some things coming. We're not saying what yet. <laughs> you will. But you will be the first to know because you are signed up for either. <laughs> <laughs> so, we uh, have a few campaigns that we are um, gearing up for, and we're super excited about them. We think that people are going to really enjoy them. Uh, our goal is to be in every part of a person's closet, even a man's, to have a little section. You know, we're always going to put our women first. Of course. Uh, we have all, you know, that's what the, the mission is. Um, but yeah, so, and hopefully sometime, you know, hopefully we can work out another deal with another retailer. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, this is the part of the interview that I consider the fun part. These are quick fire questions. There's no need to like think hard about the answer. It's the fun questions. And either both of you can answer or one of you can answer. So if you are a superhero, what powers would you have? Uh, mind reading. <laughs> okay. Okay. Into the next room. Oh, so like a, a teleportation kind of thing? Yeah, I guess so. Visual. <laughs> Okay. Um, and my next question, what song or rap would you body at karaoke night? Mariah Carey fantasy. Okay. <laughs> I was like getting into it because you were giving me the vibrato in the background, like, you know. And then finally, if you were a coffee, what kind of coffee would you be? Cappuccino. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? This was a fun chat. You guys are my first episode for the season, by the way. So I'm super excited about that. And I want to thank you guys so much for joining me for coffee. Uh, how can people find out about you and your brand? I follow you already, but you got to tell the people where can they find you? Okay. Well, please follow us on all of our social media. That's at Jolie X Noir for the apparel page at Jolie X Noir Apparel. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel because we will be kind of giving like, um, kind of giving back to the community, those who want to pursue entrepreneurship, um, just by giving some tidbits. We don't know everything, but the knowledge that we've learned, um, the things that we do know, we want to share those things in a video. So please stay tuned for that. And um, yeah, please shop, shop our website www.jolieexnoir.com. Wonderful, wonderful. By the way, I know you're a singer because my mom, she uh, used to be a gospel singer when she was a teen. I can hear, I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, thank you so much for joining me for coffee. I really appreciate your time and and I hope to chat with you soon. Oh, yes, yes, thank you for having me. You're you. welcome. Weren't they great, y'all? It was such a fun conversation with them. I love when I'm following people on social media and they actually end up being great in real life. I hope you enjoyed today's chat. To learn more about me and my business, Pink Dollhouse Marketing, check out my website, pinkdollhousemarketing.com or follow me on my business page on Instagram. You can slide into my DMs at Pink Dollhouse Marketing. Thank you again to our sponsor, Black Nerd Coffee. Chat with you soon. Bye.
Coffee with Yvonne is produced and edited by Yvonne Pearson. Coffee with Yvonne is created by Pink Dollhouse Marketing. Catch the latest episodes by subscribing on Apple Podcasts.